Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the ABJ Podcast, episode 66, with uh, Jocko, the greatest damn showman. Uh, the greatest damn showman is going to be joining the greatest damn podcast. I said it. I don't care. Come for me. I want that smoke. Uh, we, so he'll be here in a minute. Uh, before we get into any of that, please check the links below to support all of my peeps. I have so many people right now that are going through some tough times on the independent wrestling scene. Um, so make sure you check them out. Philly Mike Swanson's getting really close to that recur- return. Tony Deppin just recently broke his arm. He's going through that. And Uncle Masty uh, had a little bit of a slip and fall. Uh, got a little injured. So if you guys can support those guys, whether, whether it be buying tickets to Smash Master, buying some merchandise from Philly Mike or from Tony Deppin, uh, please do so. Also, the links for myself as well as my guests are all available in the links below. Below as well if you would like to join the abj patreon that would be a huge help right now speaking of people needing as much help as they possibly can get it would be your boy um patreon can be as little as a dollar or as much as you want to do it's a monthly subscription you can do it on here or if you're listening to this later back on spotify there is a support this podcast feature uh right on there on the top if you click it also leave a five-star review and a review if you uh, tell me what you thought of the episode uh but all that is available new t-shirts are available uh logos by hunter just dropped the uh anthony blackwell jr um new logo that may look like the uh a little bit of an undisputed era look which is super dope because uh, i love me some adam cole and kevin owens so now i have my duct tape shirt as well as my undisputed era shirt i'm trying to kill time to show it to you guys real quick and pull it up also there's two new versions of logos uh for monday night raw so there's two spoofs there uh, i i'm very very thankful that i have people like in my corner who are helping me with logos that have people have variety to choose from to uh maybe put a couple bucks in my pocket if people buy merchandise. Um, so thank you guys for the support. Really appreciate you guys. It is, it is, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll bring in the new logo when I bring in my guest. Um, but first, let's uh, let's get to the sponsor. What's keeping the, the lifeblood of this podcast right now, keeping it alive. You see it on the hat over my shoulder. You see it on the bottom, SVW, Suplex Wrestling. Uh, guys, it has finally happened. An entire store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling. They said it can never be done, but I've seen it with my own eyes. Suplex Vintage Wrestling is a store curated uh, by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. And it's located on 5th Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, just one block south of South Street in the heart of Queen Village. Their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one classic roof. Their uh, selection includes classic designs featuring your favorite wrestlers from the Golden Age, Attitude Era, Internationals, Indies, and more. And if you're tired of watching premium live events at home, SVW hosts the best watch parties since your friend Kyle's birthday party when you were 12. Are shirts and watch parties not your thing? Let's not forget their large selection of figures, replica belts, trading cards, and their T-shirts and hats from Rare Wrestling Memorabilia. They have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there. So what are you waiting for? Check them out on suplex.svw on Instagram or their website and order some T-shirts, suplex at svw.com, and let them satisfy your professional wrestling needs. Um, Also, if you follow them on Instagram, comment on one of their posts and just be like, hey, I'm here because ABJ sent me. Tell them, show them the value of this podcast and and show them that you gave them a follow because of that and show them that love. Please do so um, because uh, that's the whole purpose they're sponsoring this to get more eyes on what they're doing. So check that out. Uh, and without further ado, let me bring in my guest, uh, the greatest damn showman on the planet, my favorite, your favorite, Jocko. What's going on, my guy? What's up? What's up? First of all, let me do the stick, get the stick out the way, the Jocko stick. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, creatures, freaks of all ages. It is he, it is I, it is me, it's the greatest damn showman of this industry, Jacko. Welcome to the greatest damn show. All right, cool. There it is. All right, now I'm going to. Here we go. I, lo- I love it. I love it. Real quick, I said I was going to pull it up real quick. Check out this logo real fast. Look Let's at this. Go. Hey, new logo, new logo. I I drew that. I drew that ABJ thing. So like instead of the three triangles that said Adam, Cole, and Bobby, it's 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 a little ABJ there. (laughs) Dude, logo logos by Hunter. Hit that kid up. The guy, the kid is kids a maniac. Um, yeah, man, dude, I'm so happy that uh that we're doing this it's been a journey i i i unintentionally intentionally booked uh the entire takeover somehow in one <laughs> month uh we tried to get face but he he, he wouldn't Good talk luck. to me so yeah he said not a chance uh, actually i said like, we do a podcast and he just went and i said i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck off i'll see you later 
Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, man, thank you once again for doing this. This is this oh, is no. a blast. We we've had many conversations on every side of the guardrail that you can imagine, and 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 honestly, you're one of my favorite people to have a conversation with. Um, and and before the cameras roll, we got we got a little. We got a little sentimental, sentimental. Yep. We're, we're, we're talking about some things. So please buckle up. Uh, as we go about this podcast, make sure you put in your uh, comments and uh, questions that you may have as well. Um, I will save the questions towards the end, but if you put them in, I will see them. And please feel free to engage in the chat. Make sure you hit those likes and shares. And if you are if you're watching on Facebook or Twitch, make sure you head over to the YouTube side of things. I just passed our 700 subscribers, so if we can get close to that 1K. That would be amazing. All right, Jocko. First off, let's let's knock, let's knock this out of the way right away. Let's get the basic questions out, the softballs, the jitters. Let's get the nerves out. Yeah, let's go. When did you fall in love with professional wrestling? So, and it was funny. I was talking to my girl about this yesterday because, um, yeah, I have two kids, for those that don't know. My daughter loves it. My son doesn't. So my son kind of reminds me of me. When I was, like, really young, I didn't – I couldn't care for wrestling for some reason. I just didn't – I didn't I, – I didn't like it. I don't know why. I just didn't like it. It wasn't until, like – you know, maybe he's going to be like me later. Like when I hit 10 years old, there was just something, it was just something different. Something clicked. It was like seeing Undertaker and the Undertaker is very daunting, very captivating, very mysterious, very like eerie. And it was like, it was like, it was so fucking cool. It was like, this is dope. What the, what is, what's this? This whole, just the <laughs> entrance. He caught me on his entrance. I didn't see, I didn't need to see a move. It was just his entrance that caught me. I was just like, this is, this is pretty, this is pretty cool. I like this. He took the hat off. His eyes rolled. A little like superpowers. I was like, I liked superheroes growing up. So I was like, this is like superhero shit. This is cool. And then, you know, later on the card, you seen like, you seen like the smaller guys, the high flyers. Like those like Paul London and Brian Kendrick at the time mm-hmm. was a tag team. They were like so like just flippy. And I just, I'd never seen shit like that. I was like, I didn't know people could move like that. You know, I didn't know the human body could do this. It was just so weird. It was so odd. And it was just like something like that around that time. I would say just a combination of like seeing something as captivating and eerie and daunting as The Undertaker, mm-hmm. but then something as crazy and fast paced and like superhero esque as like high flying with Paul London and Brian Kendrick and Jeff Hardy's and shit like that. Yeah, pro wrestling is a variety show. Uh, yeah. I think Anthony Green said it the bus. It's 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 essentially the Muppet Show. Rest, professional <laughs> wrestling is the Muppet Show. There's that. comedy. There's drama. There's sad. There's excitement. There's hatred. There's scary. There's spooky. There's uh, confusion. It, there's if you don't if you if you don't leave a wrestling show physically exhausted and mentally exhausted because you're th- that show has taken you through the gamma of your emotions and feelings and if you don't go to a wrestling show and put yourself in a scenario that you feel those those range of emotions and feelings you're doing it wrong um, <laughs> i know mentally after a commentary i'm shot i'm spent. <laughs> done spent the next day i just sit in a dark room because i can't i like you just you put so much of those emotions into a match um your last match at, at iwa man i Dude, I was you getting like I, I was emotional after you the guys match. get like, I felt it like there was a moment and like I wanted to bring it up um that I loved during the match where like it was just it's just something so simple like I was just chopping the shit out of PJ chopped him in the corner and then like the little crooked ref whatever was like kind of like jumped in the way whatever and the crowd just starts chanting Jack go Jack go and then you you stop you stop talking you just stop talking you just like let it sink in mm-hmm. and I was like wow and I was like, that's fucking awesome. Go so cool. Yeah, that's that's a that's definitely something I had to learn. And I, I try to tell other people on commentary is you don't have to talk the whole time. You yeah. sometimes just let the match and what's happening speak for itself. And I learned that at the sanctuary because the sanctuary, like the cameras are gonna pick up your 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 speech because mm-hmm. the cat the cameras are right there on top of you. So if you're talking in the ring or your 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 character is someone who speaks a lot to their opponent, mm-hmm. that's something you should hear. Now, obviously, you don't want people hearing calling everything yeah. other things but like yeah yeah, yeah 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 but you you also you should uh you should you should let those moments of the match breathe mm-hmm. and if if you're close enough to the ring or if you're lucky enough to be in a sanctuary where sound travels the way it does yeah uh pick up on those nuances and listen to what they're saying to each other or mm-hmm. get good at reading lips <laughs> um yeah, like because even like with the match with me and pj you knew it was gonna be loud you knew there was gonna be like a lot of like banter between us two which there yeah. was like if you if you listen to the match like you would hear me you would we was talking so much shit 
And like as the match was going on, like from like the second we walked through the current, we were just talking shit to each other. Like mm-hmm. we were looking at each other from across the ring. At one point, we started name dropping people we trained with. At one point, at one point, I started wrenching his arm. I was like, "This is for Cowboy." It was just like, yeah. you know, I was just like, yeah. So we, uh, if you listen to the podcast back, please do with PJ Savage and Bougie. This is kind of a little bit of a trilogy of a podcast, if you will, of of the journey of a stable and the journey of people who've come from the same school and and are and are at a point now in their career where you guys are all kind of to together, but also doing your own things and trying to stand out amongst out of the stable and amongst yourselves which is really fascinating and fun to watch so how much of that was a respect and how much of that was maybe the 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 legit rivalry of what's going on and and kind of putting the two together and into a performance pulling back the curtain a little bit here you know what i mean but like kind of blending the two worlds it was weird because like I'm pretty sure I, – I think PJ touched on it a little bit. I, mm-hmm. uh, maybe John uh, Bougie said something about it as well. Like, things were fine So after the STP show. After the STP show, things got weird. I could – I don't know exactly what it was, but there were tensions after the STP show. Like, there were um, – even even uh, building up to the SDP show, there, there were tensions, you know, us butting heads, people arguing about certain STP things. STP or SAT? STP, STP. Shane Taylor Promotions, the gotcha. TakeOver versus STP show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So that was the lead up to that. And then after that, it was just like things were weird. We tried – we would butt heads, but we tried to, like, ignore that things were weird. And then – uh. That summer, I took uh, a mental break because I needed, like, just to, like, and we'll get into that later about, like, that type of stuff. I needed a mental break. Just I needed to breathe, you know? I, I was still there, but mentally I was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I come back. It was, like, a few weeks, like, just not talking to people. And then, like, came back. And I was like, hey, so um, this is going to happen. I was like, what do you, what do you mean this is going to happen? He said, yeah, well, um, John's leaving the group. What do you, what do you, the fuck is going on here? What do you mean John's leaving the group? I didn't believe it. You know, I just thought, yeah, whatever. You know, I should have, I thought it was going to blow over until like it, it was, it, it wasn't real till it happened. Yeah. Like when it was takeover versus the goons, which was so fucking fun. Oh, that was so fun. So fun to do. When I pass Bougie the briefcase and I'm holding Killian up and he goes and he swings that briefcase. And I don't know if you know, you've noticed, like PJ, you've seen his Invictus, his former Invictus briefcase. He has this long, heavy chain. He swings that briefcase in slow motion. Killian moves. I just see the chain swing. I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt. Chain smacks him in the eye. Clean on the eye. And then I just lay there. And I was like, holy shit, this this really just happened. This this motherfucker really just hit me. Like this really happened. And then after the match, he gets on the mic. And I didn't know what he was gonna say. I figured he might say something if this was gonna happen. I didn't know what. And then like hearing him say all this stuff, like I knew his was like anger was, and I knew who it was towards and what it was towards about. But he took it out on, like, everyone. And I just thought it was yeah. so weird. I was hurt. I was so angry about it. I was just like, he was like, F, F, PJ, F, Jacko, face is cool. I was like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. Like, I just took a mental break. I was just trying to escape. And, you know, I get it. Maybe I didn't put my part as much as I should have during the group. You know what I'm saying? I probably should have put in a little bit more work in certain aspects. I get that. But I needed a, yeah. I was just going through some stuff. I was. That's a later discussion, mm-hmm. but yeah. It was just it was it was tough. It was tough to like. Let it sink to watch it happen, you know. Yeah, well, I I, I definitely see. I mean, for Bougie's aspect, uh, PJ is is 
when you look at the group, he's top dog, and and PJ and 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 Bougie's someone who's not going to take a second seat to a to to that. He he wants to be top dog. Um, taking a face is essentially a a very nice security blanket to have. Um, you tagged yeah, with him for a, very, for a very long time. That has been that has been your your tag team partner. Um, but but the I think the difference with a lot of like. The takeover or with bougie and face and the difference between that and the faceless ones is you and face you didn't rely on face to be the muscle you felt like you brought just as much to the tag team as face did and i thought you and face complemented each other very well we're more now bougie is face is like the pit bull for him yeah. if that makes sense and and i i, I, I hate that I, I know i've said this before but the day face finds out that uh, or the day face wants shiny gold or he he gets a a a, a, a bloodthirst for uh, title belts. There's a lot of people who are uh, fucked in this wrestling yeah. industry. Face <laughs> decides, f all this. I want it now. Yeah, everyone's screwed. Like face is a monster of a dude, and face is like, I can't. I don't know what goes to that man's head. I don't. No one does. He's he's. Face is cool. Ricky, Ricky Price says face is cool. Yeah. Face is cool. He's, he's rivaling with Bougie. So he's he's already he's he's aware of what's happening. Yeah, he, he knows. He knows why he's saying what he's saying then. Okay, cool. Um yeah. Just you can't you can't I don't know, it's just face. You can't you don't know you don't know what, what face is thinking, but he's he is one of the most talented dudes out there. Like I trained with him, I watched him. From what he was to what he is, he is one of the most talented dudes, and that's one thing with just this entire group. We they're all very talented, and I feel like no one in the group has really touched anywhere near their peak yet. No, not even close. You know, so it's just like you haven't seen the best of PJ. You haven't seen the best of Bougie. Yeah, damn sure, I haven't seen the best of me. You haven't seen the best of Face. Watch when that animal comes out of Face, and just aside from the animal that you think of, just oh, scary girl. Like there's more to it. Yeah, he's. He's a beast uh, in the ring. Gaming with Justin says, I got to ask, man, what was it like going through your head when Face walked out of you? Because you guys have been t- t- teaming since Johnny Rods, and I want to know what was going through your head. All right. So, were you, was that the day you were there? I'm trying to think. Were you there that day? For February Anarchy, were you there that day? No, I was not. I, I, you weren't I, I there. Got that was the show you weren't there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, it was the Fatal Four Way Tag Match. When I seen this match on paper, I was so annoyed by it because I was just, that's a lot of people. So everything happens. Me and Face are last to come out with the champions, you know, last to come out, whatever. And I didn't expect, like, you know, Nutley, they're, they're fucking crazy and loud. and They're just, psychos. You know, I was going through it leading up to it, too. And just, like, you walk through the current, and they were just, like, amped for us. And, I'll, and, you know, I do my little whole little skip thing. That's around the time where it kind of really started. I, was, I just did my lap around, skipping around the ring, and they were just going crazy. And I was just in my house just feeling it. I was feeling it that day. I was, like, on cloud nine. I was just feeling it. I didn't even do much that entire match. I think, like, I jumped off the top to the outside, and I did, like, something small. I don't – I feel like I didn't do anything that, that match. And I got tagged in. Uh Took some clotheslines from a dude named Zay Spalding. Gave me a buddy to buddy. Went to go tag in the face. And it was supposed to be like this big man, big man moment. Puts his hand out. I was ready. He just slapped him. Slides it out. And that was it was that was another thing. It was just weird. It was just a weird feeling. Cause like Nutley's one of those places that like you can feel when the crowd feels. So it's like it's so hard to explain. And this is why we mm-hmm. tell people if you're in the New Jersey area or you can make the drive to there, do so because those tickets sell out fast for mm-hmm. a reason because those fans are invested in the product, they're invested in what happens there, and it it is there's no energy like that building. So when he pulled his hand out, like you hear everyone. Like I was hurt, but I was more hurt for everyone watching. Because it was something like I kind of seen coming, you know, yeah. like seen it coming but they did it so like you heard like their hearts say you heard the gasp you heard and it got quiet for a second and i was like oh this is weird 
And then I got hit. And then I don't remember anything after that. But, like, it yeah. was that moment. When he moved his hand, the crowd gasped of just, like, did that just really fucking happen? And it just got really quiet for a second. And then, you know, Lion Core won or whatever. And then they started getting angry again. I was like, oh, there's Nutley. There we go. Yeah. Um. So when 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 this when the when the band breaks up, and and I obviously we've talked numerous times, and it's been it's been debated highly debated amongst the team of who's ranked where and who feels they fall into what place. Um, I I feel with and I don't mean disrespect when I say this, but I think when people look at the squad, I think sometimes you fall down down yep. the list a little bit, and and I and I but the thing is is I at any point in time, I say that you, you're always a guy who can fill in any of those shoes as well. But I always thought for a while there that the biggest hangup that you had, you are your biggest opponent. It's not anyone in that group. It's not anyone in a locker room. It's not anyone else in your life. It's you, you have you for I, watching you from the sanctuary and, and going from this. Like I didn't see your Johnny rods days. I didn't see the New York days. I just seen from you at sanctuary to where I see you now on from win and, and all these other promotions. When I watch your footage, you, you are now finding yourself. You are now you're become, you're starting to believe that you are the greatest Dan showman. When you say it, you believe it. When you, when, when it's said, you feel it. Um, So when you have that match one-on-one with, with uh with pj and and i feel like i feel like something unlocked in you that night um is that the moment where you start feeling like i i i I belong here i feel like i've claimed i've I've made my stake are you still searching for that feeling when when did that come for you or when when or is it something you're still searching for uh so I've had bits and pieces of my career where, like, I felt like that. I felt like that early in Johnny's, a little here and there, you know. But, like, on the independent level, like, so, like yeah, sometimes, like, I guess I, like, feel it with the group. But in terms of by myself, it was um, it's a little bit different places. Like, the IWA show where Face turned on me, even though he turned on me, like, that show was, like, still got such an insane reaction. I was like, wow, these people, like, I really, we really made them care. These people mm-hmm. really care. So that was one. And then it was like, I think it was just everything after that. Like, even though he turned on me, there was so much good just coming out of just like, cause I was around the time when I was like pushing out singles Jacko and just in general. So just around that time, like I did tie in, I think, maybe a month after it was like a fatal four way. And the last, it was down to like me and rocket and like, you've seen rocket Russell when rocket wrestles crowd chance for rocket. So it was like the fatal four was me, Jay Kara, Daniel Alexander, rocket, Daniel Alexander, rocket. When they're in the ring, you chant for Daniel Alexander, rocket. Yeah. There it's, it's hard. It is hard to stand out when rocket and Daniel Alexander are in the ring. So, but I think if there's anyone that can do that, I think it was the tight it was a Titan show and it was it was it was an elimination match and it was down just me and Rocket and the crowd was split between me and Rocket and like th- I think that was one of the more realizations. I was like, holy shit, did I just like split this crowd with fucking Rocket? That's pretty fucking dope. Uh, that was like confidence boost. I was like, okay, bet what now? And then like less than a week later was the win show. It was uh the scramble match. And I wasn't even supposed to be on that show. I, I so think that, I want to I, I want to dive into that a little bit. Okay, so like that show, face opens up. Yes, right. You're not booked. Mm-mm. PJ's main event. You guys rolling together, kind of pulling back the curtain. You're there. You're with each other. You're 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 rocking. You're supporting each other. Everyone's in the back. They're peeking through the curtains. They're they're cheering their boys on. Uh, you weren't booked, and then you were thrown in which is essentially sorry indie promoters and everybody else you're thrown into the multi-man match. Hey, this is the spot where we get people kind of, we say, this is where we're going to pay attention and see if you can shine. Um, but this is essentially the filler spot to get people in and just go out and do crazy shit and let's see what happens. And you're in there with once again, very talented people, people who are show stealers, people who can do all of those things to stand out. And you stood out like, and also, I believe you stood out is because of the work you guys did as a stable 
as takeover like people are invested in this group and this group is going through and i think people are starting to see this solo side of jocko emerge mm-hmm. you have a great look you have a great in-ring you have a great confidence and i know you you, you don't you're like you're start, slowly starting to find it yourself but you are winning over crowds thank you so yeah. I'll, I'll touch on the win thing real yeah. fast um originally that match was i'm not gonna say who because i i think they've said i think this person has come forward to say he was supposed to be in that match but then it was supposed to be me i feel i think he said it yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, he said he was supposed to be in this match, and then he declined for his reasons. And then they decided, hey, put Jacko. Like, and then the match graph comes out. It's me in the six way. I was there. I knew I was gonna wrestle, but I wasn't supposed. They, I was just somebody like saying, give Jacko a chance. And then like, not to toot my own horn, but I got one hell of a reaction. Sure did. And I was like throughout the whole match. And it was just like it was really shocking. I think that was another another thing that was like that reaction, like that really like did it for me too. I was just like, holy shit, I'm really this is really fucking moving right now. This is like this is working a lot more. This is working a lot better than I thought it would, and a lot faster than I thought it would. And it was just like from there, start speedballing, and then it became the PJ man. But also. I know people just like think like the scramble match of like six minutes, like the little filler match. I fucking love those matches. I think yeah, talent wise, talent love it, but I think promoters I love them. Promoters don't put as much stock into those matches as they probably should. Let them. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. People don't put uh, people's mindsets. They, they. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. Fuck. And I'm not. I'm not saying that Win did that. I'm just saying. Yeah. No. 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 Majority no, of wrestling yeah, no, promotions no. when they put together a scramble, the yes. scramble is we have six people in a card, or maybe a match fell apart, so we're going to throw people in this Wynn match. Put as a the scramble cushion. because Win did care about individuals within the scramble. They they, they cared yeah. about individuals in the scramble. One hundred percent. Cared about that scramble. That scramble was there Andrew. too. They cared yeah, about was, people in this in this scramble. They did. They, they that was there to get like, eyes on people on the show yes. to then do something forward with them and storyline wise. Yes. So when did this care about the scramble. scramble? Yes. But that scramble, you you stood out when you didn't technically have a seat at the table. Yes. And now you now now they pulled yes. up a chair for you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And like I said, like that's I love that. Like I I, I loved I loved it because it was like. There wasn't an expectation, like, because they didn't, like, I wasn't supposed to be in it. And the fact that, like, I just knocked the damn ball out the park so well, it was like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's keep this ball rolling. And then the next stop was one of the next stops. The next stop, I remember, that I remember was me versus PJ. Yeah. The, the, the momentum you're getting is amazing. Did you ever think to yourself that you would get a such positive babyface reaction when you've played that bad guy role so long? I'm such an asshole. So like, I'm. I, I thought I didn't think it was gonna work because I was just like, I'm such an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm such an asshole. It's like I think I'm good at being an asshole. And especially when it was at Sanctuary, like we made kids cry. Yeah, we literally, like, I would kneel, sit down on the ramp, and just like talk, and the kids would start crying, like. That's not super baby face material. I didn't think it was gonna work. I didn't think yeah. it was gonna work. I have like a very high pitch. People people say it a very high pitch, annoying voice. So like I worked with this. I, I made it louder, you know. So it's just like I just expect to get booed every time I open my mouth. But it's just like lately, it hasn't fucking happened. So I dude, I always it. said like when as soon as you start doing, I was like, dude, you could be this like Jocko could be a monster baby face if if used properly. You have a good look. Like I said, everything is there for you can, but it's like, like out of the whole stable, like PJ can be the badass where he can play a tweener face can be the badass tweener. But when it comes down to like the charisma and, and what's there, like you, you have the most potential to, to play the extreme of either side or play the middle. You know what I mean? Like you you, you have that ability um, to do so. Thank you. Thank you. So let's let's kind of rewind. I know I know it was kind of talked about a few times on the podcast. We'll kind of dive into it real quick. Um, mm-hmm. But training wise, when did you become from a fan to finding your school, and then why did you pick the school that you went to? So, um, I don't remember the fucking year that I seen the show, but um, 
Johnny Johnny does like school shows, uh, like monthly or so. Uh, well, I used to. And um, when I was like, it was probably like 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. something like that. Like my uncle's friend wrestled there at the time. So they were just selling tickets. Like, oh, yeah, come to my show. I was trying to sell tickets. So, they, you know, they brought me along because they knew I like wrestling. And like it, it was big, big cast was there at the time. It was funny. Dude, I I have Enzo and Cass pops <laughs> and I got Enzo to sign it, but the day so unfortunately, uh that's when Cass had the uh oh, when he, when he, okay. when he passed out yes. and he fainted yeah. and had to get rushed. Oh, and then and then a couple weeks after that is when his demons got the best of him again and then he had that back room locker yeah. room situation. Mm-hmm. Then a few weeks later it was supposed to be them two at a show in Pennsylvania, and then that's when Cass went to uh DDP. Mm-hmm. And then he started living there for a while and getting his stuff together. Um, and then I met them again at another show. But at the time, I forgot I owned this because I had it packed away. So I didn't bring it. But I did get the chance to sit down and talk to him. And uh, what what a fucking sweetheart yeah. a human being. Uh, yeah. I hate the name Big Bill. I, I hate it so much. <laughs> um, oh, shit. But, but, That's okay, dude, <laughs> yeah, I pulled him aside and I was like, Dude, like I'm so happy that you figured your life out because I think you your sky's the limit for you. You look yeah. fucking amazing. You look better now than you ever did in your entire career. Yeah. Like, and then I kind of told him, I'm like, uh, I'm I'm I became close with your stomping grounds. Like I've learned a lot of where you've come from and who you are as a person because of where you trained at like Gleason's and Johnny Rods and Cowboy and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh, that that means a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm I will always be uh, a right William Morrissey fan. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it was right before. I don't remember if it was like right before everything happened, or like right after, um, the DDP thing. But he came through to to Johnny's one time. He just spoke. He just came and spoke to us for like a good like two hours. And yeah, yeah. no, he's just. Super, super sweet dude. Super nice dude. Very knowledgeable. And the dude moves. He a big dude, but he moves. He's like better now that I've ever seen him. Like if you like, he was. He was. I don't know if it was Dynamite Rampage, and it was like a triple threat thing with like him and Swerve, and I don't remember the third person. But he was just moving that whole match. Like he was just like going at it. I was like, God damn. Yeah. But. Um, Dude, no one did what him and Enzo did in WWE since. Like, bro, like what they did and what they would pull off on the mic and the crowd (laughs) and the merchandise and everything they did is was so was an anomaly. And people hate on it, like, oh, it was that. Like, f you. When it was there, (laughs) you were a fan. Shut the hell up. It was good. It was it was entertaining as fuck. Like, oh, so good. They were over. Like. Dude, it's I own so much Enzo and Cass merch. You would un, I, I, you know <laughs> what I mean. And this is before I knew where he came from and everything like that. Uh, it's he, he's fantastic. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I seen him and him obviously accompanied by Cowboy Billy Walker. Fillers don't know, and we'll get more into Cowboy as we move on to when I actually started training. But uh, I seen those two, and it was just like that was the first time like I seen wrestling independently live. Oh, this is kind of cool. And then I looked it up after. I was like, oh, this is a school. I'm going to go here when I turn 18. Like, that's all it was. Like, I went to the show and I was like, oh, this is the school. Cool. I don't have to look anymore. I already found it. It's in New York. Perfect. That's all it was. What was I the distance look. from where you lived in to the school? Uh, I'm, I'm in the Bronx. That's Brooklyn. But it's like very, like, early Brooklyn. It's like the very beginning of Brooklyn, almost close to Manhattan. It's literally like the first stop. Yeah. Um, Like, it's uh, uh 40 50 minute train ride not too bad Dude, i can't i still have not wrapped my head around trains and public transportation because where <laughs> I, I live, live there is none like i love you it need I a card it. or you get nowhere i love it i know the trains like the back of my hand i don't even need the maps at this point it's super yeah. easy for me i've been doing this my entire life i'd be calling you, you know, i've actually never been to new york city you haven't been to New York City, really? Never. I've never oh, been shit. to New York City. I I want to go so bad to uh, uh, a House of Glory show. That's definitely on my bucket list. I would like to see a Gleason show. Like I like I like one of them. Now that hearing about it, I would like to go see the school and just kind of mm. 
soak in where you guys came from because like rolling with you guys as long as I have been and hearing the stories and cow and cowboy Billy Walker. I told him the other day, I said, next time you go up, man, like, can I please ride up with you just to kind of soak in that environment? And yeah. he's like a hundred percent like, yeah. But uh, I also want to experience, and I always forgot, I always fuck up the name of this school, but uh, Ahmed is helping train there now. Um, battle. What's that? Battle club. Fall battle battle club. club. Yeah. Big fan of what they're doing there too. Yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, they're killing it over there. Ahmed. Med's doing his thing. You could talk you and we'll talk more with Ahmed this Thursday on the podcast. Uh, Ahmed's first inner podcast interview. I started my my first day of training was Ahmed's birthday. Funny enough. Really? My first day of training was Ahmed's birthday. So I always talk so who was all part of your like how much how much of the takeover is part of your early days of training or how, where like where was everybody like was, was was pj and all those guys still there were, were you before them no no they were all we were all there around the same time so the person I started first kind of was face face started young but face wasn't there as often as we were back then um because he was younger yeah. so he he started but he, he wasn't really there um then it was PJ. PJ started probably like seven, eight months, maybe a year before us, I think. And Abs was there before all of us. Abs was there before all of us. <laughs> he told me that yeah. on his episode. He's like, all Abs, those people, I was there first. Abs was there before all of us. <laughs> um, I love Abs so much. Uh, Honcho, Buck Skinner, uh, Matt Banks, whatever you want to call him, just finished up wrestling. I, he's killing it right now. He's just killing it right now. He's wrestling in the New Japan Dojo uh, showcase with uh, Darren Young, Fred mm-hmm. Rosser. Rosser? How do you pronounce that? Fred Rosser. I think it's Rosser. Rosser. Hell yeah. I could he's, be wrong. Don't quote me. He was <laughs> he was a little bit after PJ. Then Ahmed was a month before me. Then myself. And then Bougie came like a month after. Of course he was the last one. Yeah. Bougie came a month after me, a month or two after me. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that was it. Yeah, that should be the yeah, I think that's the that's the So what is what is the environment or what was your experience of being trained in Gleason's gym by the people who have been there? And and were you ever a cowboy kid? I just learned about that last podcast. (laughs) Um so there was the there's three Gleasons. There's the first one. Super old school Gleasons, Cowboys Gleasons. Then there's the second one, which where I started. That was the one where uh, um, Cass was in. And then there's the third one, the one they're currently at. They're all within the same area, but they're just mm-hmm. like moved buildings over time. So yeah, I yeah. Um, I was the last person of the second one. I was like the last person to come in of the second one. Uh, we literally had to move all the beams and boards and all of that shit. It's not a regular ring. It's like a custom ring or whatever. I had to move it's a boxing all of ring, right? It's not necessarily a boxing ring. It's just like a custom ring. I don't know. It's like, it's just weird. It's like, at one point, it was a boxing ring. Apparently. Yeah. Like, apparently, like, oh. Cowboy, I think Cowboy has the original ring. And like, the, and the, oh, that ring. Apparently, that ring's like dangerous. That ring's scary. That ring's treacherous. Um, he wants I just head. I just feel like they would purposely get the most uncomfortable ring to bump on just so <laughs> you know what I mean like I feel like it's that type of school like he always says like yeah you know come down you, you could train you could train I still have the old I was like, can, can we train sanctuary please <laughs> but um uh, yeah we did the move or whatever um but the reason I mentioned that was because the Gleason's I started in um Johnny's office was a little further from the ring. So he couldn't really see as as much. So he used to beat the shit out of me and Prince Ahmed. They used to beat the bricks out. Like very old school. Like, all right, you're just gonna take you're just gonna sit here, you're just gonna take all these clotheslines for about an hour. Or you're just gonna keep bumping for about an hour. Or you're just gonna have to shoot kick out of everyone's pins for like 30 minutes. Or you're just gonna like take everyone's moves. Or you're just gonna get your ass kicked for the next two hours three hours and like i said i was the last person from that gym me and i met with the last two but i was the last one so we really got it for a while 
till the new person came out, the new person being John, and then we beat his ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know how how it still works today, but like, I was listening to a few different interviews and people's experience at schools, and sure, wrestling school is never easy, no matter yeah. where you go. But I feel like that type of environment is very old school and very like mm-hmm. get get tough or get out type it is type and like i can't speak for because I, I i haven't been to another school so i don't know that environment and i don't know if like if my if what i went through was normal if it was hard if it was old school i, I don't know yeah. i just know how i was trained i loved it i loved it like just taking the clotheslines for an hour getting my ass handed to me i i, I felt like i was earning something i loved it personally everyone has a different yeah. experience i know some people don't like it that way and understand for certain uh, health reasons, you know, concussion protocols, et cetera. You know, I get that, but I personally loved it. I loved that. Like stretch you old, very cowboy cowboy had his weekends. Weekends were for cowboy and cowboy would get in the ring. Everyone would be on the apron and have to tag and cowboy would stay in the cabin would stay in the ring for literally three, four hours. Like, non-stop moving no water he would just stay in the ring finish with somebody all right tag out you come in and he'll just <clears throat> like as hard as he can he'll take his hand and he'll grab your your rib and they'll just like squeeze it and move it and make you feel things you didn't know were there like he was oh cowboy was... hawthorne has that hawthorne uses that Glove. He got it from Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From Cowboy. That was yeah. that's a Cowboy. That's a Cowboy special. He'll drop his knee like right here on your sternum and then grab it by the back of your head and just like kind of like bring you in. Yeah. Oh man, he used to he used to beat the shit out of us. I loved it. Though. I loved it. like like it, he did it. First with time I ever the, seen the love him work. Um, well, first time I ever seen a guy who wore a mask at Sanctuary work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was very insanely impressed of how good and well he moves, and he is not afraid to take a bump, dude. No. He took a bump from remember from the apron to the floor. Yep, to the outside. I was like, outside. what? The fuck? Yeah, yeah. I was like, he didn't on even the non-padded side. Yeah, not on the non-padded side. Crazy. Yeah, no, he'll but he his he'll just go literally for hours upon hours, like insane. But like he did it with all the love of his heart. Like you hear him speak as cowboys, Billy Walker. He is very scary, very mean, very. But like you know, you, you break that wall down. He is like he's literally the sweetest fucking man. When you when you earn his respect, he, yes, it's nothing. You earn his respect. He's he's literally the the sweetest fucking human being. He's yeah. amazing person i said like, I, I never took a bump and I'll, I'll never take a bump and i'll never run ropes and i'll never do any of that but i i always said i always joked around i said i want to i want to be a cowboy uh <laughs> i want to be part of the cowboy crew but just a commentator <laughs> i want to be a cowboy commentator <laughs> he's, he's great yeah he's, i yeah it's it's one of those things man i i, I really my first season of the sanctuary was 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 you guys and the takeover and I, I i attached myself very much so to that stable and and to the 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 billy walker the walker clan mm-hmm. and it it made me learn how to call character work and it le- made me learn how to call heel work and stuff like that and and i i i attribute ton of every, every i attribute all of what i do for the most part to the sanctuary at that season just had so many reps we were yeah. there almost every weekend, and if we yeah. weren't there on a Saturday, we weren't there on a Sunday. We were there on a Friday. Like I got, I got more reps in a year, in half a year at Sanctuary than most people do their entire career at, at commentary. And and you guys were a huge part of that. And 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 even like the Sanctuary versus Walker Clan stable mm-hmm. will always be a very fond moment for me as a commentator because that's where I got a lot of it from. And then and then I learned more of the professional wrestling side of things from like the PPWs and the and the outbreak wrestlings. Mm-hmm. But but that that year at Sanctuary Man was special. And I, I I always will thank all of you for that because if if I didn't have the talent in the ring that helped me learn and like I wasn't getting notes. I wasn't getting it was just me and Pete just figuring shit out. And it was just it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Um, now you were talking earlier about we are getting close to the 45 minute mark. I don't want to keep you too too long, and we I want to get some questions for people. But you were talking a little bit about something um, when it comes to some mental health issues and, and and stepping away for a while. What what are what are some things that are 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 problems for you, or some things that you you struggle with, or mental blocks that maybe stunt you from performing or finding yourself, or 
make, making you have to step away. Cause I honestly, I wish I had the courage. I stepped away for a week of podcasting because mm-hmm. everything I'm going through right now. And the entire time I step away and I always talk shit, like I'm going to quit. I'm fucking sick of this. It ain't worth it. I'm losing. I'm mm-hmm. literally losing everything outside of this. And it's so fucking hard. And I just, I, yeah. I just can't stop. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's tough. So like to break down a little bit, like without going too heavy into like, uh, one of my things is it's, I'm my worst enemy, you know, like I have confidence when I speak, when I'm talking in a promo, I believe every word I say, when that camera's off, there's no curtain there. Like my confidence is weary. You know, and it's just like, it's not, it won't always be a situation. It won't always be something's happening. It's just like how my mindset is. Sometimes my mindset is literally just like, hey, you're fucking depressed now. That's it. And then you're just, you're just sulking in it. And it's not a specific person or individual or situation or it's just how it is. It's just sometimes there doesn't need to be any of those things. It's just, sometimes it's just attacked and like depression, anxiety, mental health. It's all like real. It's a real thing. It's not something that should ever be shunned. It's a real fucking topic. It's a real situation because, you know, while you, you see them one day, like, Oh, I just seen them yesterday. They're fine. It only takes an hour for someone to just like go on the deep end. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like it or less, you know, or, or make a, life-changing decision yes a life-changing decision yes like it only takes so such amount of time and like i'm thankful enough to where like i have support systems with like my my significant my my significant other i have my kids and i have i have certain people around me i'm thankful enough for that and i know but i know not everyone has that you know yeah and like it's yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like it's tough to like really deep dive heavily into it because everyone's experience is different. I can only speak on my experience and my experience. It's like when I did the promo, uh, which was filmed and and uh, directed, produced by the amazing Kevin Woods, who's fantastic. Uh, me saying I can't trust, I can't trust. Like people, that's such a great promo. I was just venting. I was just, I was just speaking. I was just letting shit out because, like, that's really how I feel sometimes. And like I said, it's not a specific person or people. It's just my my mental health, my mental being. And and you know, we we spoke about this before we we went live and we brought it. We we spoke about um, life a little bit and. You know, I, I asked if like this is a situation, this is a topic we could speak on before we yeah, went live. Absolutely. Because it's very important to speak on, it, especially in wrestling. I feel like we just kind of like there's a lot of wrestlers that feel this, that just like internalize it and don't speak about it because we feel like we shouldn't. Like wrestling is so pushed back on like a lot of things. Like we can open up about this. We can talk about this. It's it's it's, it's okay. It doesn't make us any less of a of a man. It doesn't make us any less of a worker, of a wrestler. It doesn't make us any less of a person to feel like this. I'd rather someone vent about it and talk about it than make a a decision that changes things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are people that care. You know, and yes, like to whoever's listening, I hate New York. It's so fucking loud. It's what so fucking necessary. Anyway. An exhaust of a car? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet you that dude's dick is huge. <laughs> <laughs> but, Save some pussy for the rest of us, my guy. <laughs> but no, to whoever's listening, like if you ever want, if you ever like going through anything, like my DMs always open. I, yeah. I I give my phone number if you ever need it. Like I'm very open about giving my phone number to whoever needs it. Like honest, I, I honest to God from the bottom of my heart, I truly fucking mean that. Like I never yeah. want to see somebody go through something like Dude, that it's, without it's, any help. It's hard, man. Cause like in this industry too, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a situation where I, and it happened to me where I opened up to somebody who I thought was a friend and somebody who I was really cool with. And mm-hmm. I, I explained to them, some of my struggles and mental blocks and, and where I stand with some of the things I go through. And, uh, and it was used against me. 
it was yeah. it was then like weaponized against me and and sometimes too you you try to open up and try to go through that or you tell certain wrestling promotions or people who book or anything like that that you need a break and they write you off and it's hard to it is hard sometimes to open up and and put that out there because it it can be used against you in this mm-hmm. industry because it is an industry of who's tough you know what i mean and it's yeah. it's it's not it's not fucking easy but yeah uh also too man those uh though what he were he was saying but his dms are open man i my discord community i so essentially where i'm at right now my support system uh was one person and that's not a thing anymore you know the huge reason why i'm in a new location but uh my discord community man has been fucking amazing so if anyone uses discord do the abj podcast discord is more than just a place where we talk wrestling and movies and stuff like there's people in that voice chat all day long and they are the coolest people ever and you can talk to them you can go in there open up it's you can you can type you can be in voice chat all of it our our discord is open to anybody and that's just not just a plug for you to come hang out and be in there it's it's they have saved my life many of times yeah that's beautiful yeah but no it's 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 struggling and and the craziest thing too is when you have those moments of people that when you go to a show and you break that barrier between fan mm-hmm. and friend you know what i mean like where someone's on the other side of the guardrail and they just connect with you and then they become more than just the person who supports you at a wrestling show they become family they become mm-hmm. like you get to as like that's where like places like iwa and, and and wrestling really shines through is when it's almost like a family reunion when you go to a show it's yeah. like oh shit there's my people you know what i mean like, like i like so a lot of the places i've gone to i feel this like win i feel this titan i feel this iwa i feel this heavily invictus as well but especially at the last iwa show the pj match i like i've grown close with like a lot of the, the fans there i don't really like yeah. i don't really like to call them fans i feel like fans is like people look down on the term fan now it's so stupid yeah i, I it's supporters yeah I say supporters yeah like i've i got really close to a lot of people there like richard who was sponsoring me surprisingly team supreme i didn't expect that for the next iwa show june 24th no commentary always needs some uh, sponsors too just putting it out there i'm the dude with the mic the whole they're, show they're the i will plug show. you the whole time you know what I mean? we actually did that at ssw if you ever go back and listen to our moments at ssw rip um <laughs> i like a mini golf place sponsored me and pete like a dinosaur mini golf place in new jersey <laughs> Bro, every match we're like, you know, it'd be great right now, Pete. Like, <laughs> let's go get some ice cream at the mini golf play. Like, you see this, guys? <laughs> if you want, if you want, if you want, shout it out for every match. That that's what you sponsor. Yo, can we that's talk about something real quick? Right there. You know what ruins my mental health? Fucking on wrestling pages and wrestling Facebook and Twitter is when people say they can't stand when commentary tries to be funny or they try to get themselves over. You know what my answer to that is? There's two answers. Shoot. If commentary is fucking off during your match, it's mm. probably because your match is sucking and we need something to entertain ourselves. I've never once fucked off during a match that was good. Just saying. Truth hurts. So don't <laughs> shit on commentary when you go to listen to your footage and they're being funny. Also, um, where you ever tell JR and King and Tony Schiavone and all these other people that they shouldn't get themselves over or make themselves a brand on commentary? Yeah, you can you suck hear my JR dick. now on commentary. That's like, what I'm saying, suck my dick. Especially like when they do dark. Oh yeah, my I drove, god, I drive hours and I put just as much time away from my family and my friends and my content and everything to be a part of a show at commentary. I deserve just as much, yes than as you do in the ring yep. and sure it is a one-two punch where we should be putting you over and vice mm-hmm. versa but don't tell commentary that they shouldn't get themselves over and they should just be a normal voice in the crowd that's a that's piece why, of shit like, move if you if you if you notice like every single time i'm out there i always go and like even baby face or heel like i still go and talk sh- like last fucking match i was talking shit with you i was like saying yeah, yeah. blackwell is the greatest damn show let's go well they said the greatest showman and i said excuse me it is yes. the greatest damn yes, showman yes. sir yeah, yeah, and then but that's what I heard. I just heard you say, "Excuse me, the greatest damn show." I'm like, say it again. Yeah, like mid match, like literally in the middle of like I just dived, I just did a swan song to the outside, and like I that's all I heard. And but I, I personally like, hey, I hey. feed off that. If someone yells something from the ring to commentary, I, I feel it. like when Bailey and <laughs> Michael Cole had that banter during the pandemic, I fucking I thrive off that. Like, 
and it happened dude the, the ricky stuff man people fucking are like how do we can we do something like that at another promotion it's like that's fun like i'm never <laughs> gonna get in the ring there's no payoff of you beating me up but like wolf well, well i'll have fun with it yeah but it's just um yeah i just can't stand when they say like you're a commentary person just fall in line and be generic and stupid and just say what just don't just just be play by play or like fuck you there's don't like, book me then don't book there's me so many people in wrestling that are gonna have their opinions on what's right what is it that's the thing about wrestling there's nothing that's right because there's so, the, so you many them, who's your favorite they're like oh bobby the brain heenan and my anchor and gorilla monsoon all they did was make fun of people they, like gorilla <laughs> monsoon was talking about bret hart's mother no one knew that at the <laughs> time they're great moments i don't know i feel you so that's my soapbox <laughs> sponsor the commentators but yeah, yeah. But like, but people like 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 uh, Team Supreme and like Cassidy Kelly, Justin, and like those are guys, those are people that like you know become like family in a way. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like oh, really, like went from just like a supporter that became. Listen, your MTV and others at VH1. <laughs> I love that. I'm using that forever. The MTV of commentary. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. We don't play music anymore here. It's just jokes. We don't play music anymore. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you got RuPaul's Drag Race. That's the number one reality show right now. You're winning. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the MTV is just uh, ridiculousness over and over and over and over again. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. hey, they, I'm saying they got RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, That's they have that now? That Yeah, they, they, just, yeah. they just got that. It's the number one reality show in the world. So let's, let's put some people over real quick. Uh, who are some names that you have worked that you would want to work again or who are some names you haven't worked that you would really want to and who is someone you want to work that abj can pull some strings and get you back into that beautiful church and, uh, <laughs> matches together? uh there's a lot of guys it's like there's i need this one dude beat up if you want to come beat him up at the sanctuary i need that ricky price guy beat up Plus, I think you two would have a really good match. Listen, I don't know Ricky Price on a personal level. I don't think me and Ricky Price had a real conversation. We just follow each other respectfully on social media. Yeah. But I, I'll take a match with Ricky Price. I don't mind a match with Ricky Price. I'm just I trying to get all my I'm just trying to get all my favorite people back in the sanctuary. So that's just my and, and if, it, you know, if, like, if it's at the cost of beating up Ricky Price or wrestling Ricky Price, you even said that, like, when you said a person that I like to work again that I worked for, like. Fucking love Andre Paulino. I love him. He's like I wrestled him right once. Wrestled him once, and he's he's killing it right now. Like like seeing it like him like starting to venture out a little bit more too. Just like do more things, you know. Like really shows talent. He is really he is incredibly talented. I would love to work him. Um, There's so many people. so many fucking people that like I can blank on for hours and then get up upset at myself later for not remembering this person or that person. But there's so many people like I want to wrestle Anthony Gangone. Like uh, he's just killing it right now. You know, he's the Titan champion. I'm at Titan. I'm not the heavyweight picture, but you know, I'd like to wrestle Anthony Gangone. Just say I wrestled him. Fuck. You know, give me PJ again because I want his belt. That'd be cool. I hate bougie, but I, I think me and bougie could do something really special. Faces, face, face is cool. Faces, face is cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, though, how stylistically has that has that been something anyone's ever seen? You at you and face in a one on one matchup. Me and face wrestled once one on one at NAW Massachusetts, and it was because our our, our opponents didn't show up. So it was, they were just like, okay, wrestle each other because it's your first. Oh, time that's here. right. Oh, at, at um, in the no, in the park, I called that match. Well, oh, okay. Well, that that's another one. That's an, uh, you're talking about um, Lacy Day. Lacy Day, you guys wrestled. That's another one. That was a triple you guys threat. Beat the dog shit out of each other too. Like, that was a I, threat, I literally yes. asked the question, and then it popped in my head. Like, I seen that match. I yes. I called it. Yeah, that was I was I was 16 miles away from the ring, but I called it. Yeah, anytime we're in the ring, we literally beat the bricks off each other. There are so many other guys, Johnny Moran. Also in tie like there are so many guys. I'm trying. I I got like a snippet of working with Osito, like just a snippet. Osito's like insanely, ridiculously talented. Yes. Um, I want to work with him at the club. Him at the club dancing. I was there. Yeah. I yeah. I he's just oh man. Bro, if I had a car, 
f doing commentary there. I just want to party there. I just want. It's. Uh, it's I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm not even going to say what. I, it's a good. It's a nice place. Let's just say it's a nice place. We're just going to leave that there. Um, the drinks look tasty. We'll say the drinks look. Let's we'll say that. Um, like but Spanish Osito, food is delicious. Osito, Nikolai White, Gabe Sky, like Killian McMurphy, like there, there are people on this scene that are like are really like just. I do want to work. Like I'm blanking on names right now. You know, you know who I think would be a good match, and both of you are tag team people that I think singles wise are very very talented, and it's probably a match, high tension wrestling. Ooh, a Jocko versus Ahmed, that'd be dope. But this is one that's way out of the box. You versus Boomer Hatfield. Boomer Hatfield, okay. yeah, former of Chikara. Him, he's part of the outfielders with him and, and Molly. Are him and Shay? Sorry, Shay McCoy. Um. Yeah, you think you and Boomer would be really, really good match? I'm down for anything. Listen, yeah. I, I want to wrestle at this. Honestly, I want to wrestle everyone. I want to put on the greatest damn show with every single person. Are you? Well, well let's put a, let's throw a Smash Master show in there. Um, possible. Go, you versus MIT. You versus Jason Furious. Listen, Uncle Massey, like you know who I am. Like I know you. <laughs> I know the respects there. Like. It's just one of those things like Ooh, Jocko versus Ryan Mooney. That's a good fucking matchup right there, too. A match that was supposed to happen that didn't get to uh, me versus Rocket, which is uh, I did really want. I mean, Rocket stuff comes to the sanctuary now. I'm just saying stuff happens, but come back to the church. That would have been amazing, you know, and like Invictus has this thing right now where they're like they want to put me against like people from my past type thing it's like these like gleason's oh, gonna guys be a thing for you guys life. for a minute there's a lot of money in that story yeah you know? so uh listen invictus you know i know you got some guys lined up i'm here i'm gonna be there september uh, september wow september i'm off it right now that's I'm gonna be there either. june 25th you know i'm gonna be there so you know if you want to bring somebody from my past whoever it may be let it happen let it happen. Keep bringing them. Bring on all the names from my past. I got a roll of deck of, of names. I can help you out at this point. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where do you have th- what? What are some stuff you have coming up? Where can people support you? Um. So right now we have uh, known Titan. I'm gonna be a Titan June 17th. Jacko for Daniel Alexander, which we're gonna fucking kill it because it's Jacko and Daniel Alexander. So that's gonna be a fucking hell of a show. His dance. So, I'm not doing the dance. I love him so much. I love me, Rocket, and Daniel Alexander won a six man at Titan. We won a six man, and they both they both dance. I'm the greatest jam showman. I don't dance. I also Daniel Alexander just made his sanctuary debut, so that's gonna be another place where I'm just saying, just saying, don't don't dance. But after the match, they both start dancing. I'm just looking at them. They're like, yeah. I'm just like, no, no. I'm just roll out. I'm good. I'm a. Nah, I'll, I'll yeah, leave yeah. that. I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll skip. I'll skip around. Like I'll, I'll, that's why I listen to white people music. You don't have to dance. Really. You, just, <laughs> you just you just jump in the air. Just, just fucking. Yep. Just that's, that's all. It. That's all I do. That's, that's it. it. That's that's my whole my whole thing. <laughs> but but right before I get into that, like at the very top of the list, like independent. Like I don't know if I call them independent. That's someone I really want to work is Will Osprey. I'm gonna keep saying it every podcast I've ever gone because I just want to manifest that. I want to yeah. fucking wrestle Will Osprey. Oh, fuck. Now there's a billion other names I ran through. Jordan Oliver, Nick Wayne, all those fucking GCW guys. Marcus Mathers. But the very top of the list is fucking Will Ospreay. I want to Marcus Mathers would be fun. I want to wrestle Will uh, I'm going to see Marcus Mathers wrestler in a no-ring sports fight, bar fight show at Tony <laughs> Deppin's Brewery next Thursday. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Joey Janela is going to be there. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, so June 17th, I've tie in. Uh, there's a win show June 16th. You know, I haven't heard much from Win, so uh, you know, who's to say I don't show up at Win? Just you know, see what the hell goes on. You know, I might just show up at Win just to show up at Win. We'll see. Well, let's keep our eyes open for Win, people. We don't know. I'd be around, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. After that, we have IWA. We have Intense Heat June 24th. 24th, the greatest damn show was Open Challenge. Sponsored by Team Supreme. Yeah, I have that. And then, uh, like I said, Invictus has like this, like this idea of Jack. Look, Jack will go through his roller deck of people. So I'm gonna go through their roller deck of people from my past. Whoever you have this time, bring them on down. So 
Invictus as well. What if what if Billy Walker hit the curtain? (sighs) (laughs) You're like tap, I tap, I tap out. Yeah, that's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long day that people don't. People are gonna be underestimating. It's gonna be a long day. Um, why don't I do uh, WWE watch alongs anymore? Never say never. Uh, it is a lot to be consistently doing that every Monday, every Tuesday, every Thursday, every Friday. It's a lot. And, uh, it just, I, I want to make other content than just watch WWE, but there may be some nights where I pop in and do a watch along. So, uh, also we may do watch alongs in the discord. And when are we seeing ABJ versus Ricky price? Never. <laughs> I don't, I don't wrestle. I don't wrestle. Um, we, we, uh, we, so that match will never happen. We've discussed but. this. Jacko is going to take ABJ's spot. It's going to be Jacko. I bring people right. into the sanctuary so they can get great footage and, and experience the church and then also get to wrestle Ricky price. It's a win-win for everybody. It is Jacko versus Ricky price. Whenever, wherever that's what it is. The next first Friday. I, I didn't say nothing. Jocko, thank you so much, brother. I think no, I appreciate you. you for doing this. I love you to death, man. Um, once you. again, if you ever need it, my my door is always open if you need to talk. Um, uh, seriously, man, uh, the, the, your crew of people uh, are 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 definitely people I respect in this industry. And I, when I show up at shows and you like, when we showed up at, when I showed up at win, I felt because all you guys were there, I felt at home. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter the locker room. When I see you guys there, it makes me feel welcomed. It makes me, makes me feel like I'm part of the team already. And uh, you guys have always, I mean, I'm in IWA and Pete's in IWA because of the work we did with you guys and you guys put our name into other places. So like, I appreciate a lot of the stuff you guys done for me because there's a huge reason why I'm in the Jersey scene is because of the work you, and then, and you guys putting on my name over and, and giving me opportunities. So the love is always there, man. And I appreciate you to death. Um, everybody, please check out the links below. Follow Jock on all social media. Go grab some merchandise from his pro wrestling tees. He's got that beautiful shirt on right now. Um, and there will be more, I promise. I know I'm slacking, but I have ideas in my mind, and they're going to be really fucking sick. Yeah. So so make sure you go support uh, independent wrestling. There are some names on the list as well of, in, of of people who are injured that need all the help they can get. Uh, so go go support them as well. We will see you guys on Thursday with the next interview, number 67, with Prince Ahmed. Uh, he's only doing two podcasts, so this is one of them. So I'm very, very excited to sit down with him and talk. He is, uh, he is such an innovator when it comes to moves on the fly and just what he does in the ring is absolutely special. And uh, it's it's like the it's like the Cowboy Billy Walker Gleason's reunion this month. Uh, I do have to sit down with Billy. We talked. It is coming, <laughs> you know, 100%. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much. That's going to do it for the ABJ podcast. We'll see you Thursday at 7 o'clock. We're out of here. Join the Discord. Go buy a D- T-shirt and join the Patreon. Love you guys to death. And leave five-star reviews on audio platforms. Bye-bye.